We look at the Indy cars with Richard Crail today on Inside Motorsport. I hope you'll stay with us. ever since they've gone to this new car it has just lifted it to a new level and this year new aero packages are certainly making it an interesting one yeah great today they are it's, uh, it's certainly been very very interesting and uh, you know indycar's copped a lot of criticism some of it very very fairly over the last three or four years but one thing that you've never ever been able to say is a bad race it's been great from the street circuit to make up a lot of the championship stuff like Long Beach, Toronto, uh, they've raced in Baltimore and like that in the past, um, to the road courses like the one we saw on the weekend at Barber, to the ovals. Um, the, the package is very, very good. It's a very, very competitive championship. And last year they broke a record for the most different winners over the course of the season. I think it was 13 out of the 18 races. So there's no doubting the competition. There's no doubting the depth of talent from a driving perspective when you've got great experienced guys like Juan Montoya, Elio Castroneves, even our own Will Power, who's been at it now for coming up to 10 years. Um, it's very, very impressive to see how deep it is. And then you've got the young stars of the sport, like Joseph Newgarden, who I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute, Graham Rahal, Marco Andretti, the likes go on. So, yeah, impressive stuff. And, uh, yeah, this year's been a challenge for some of the rounds, but on the weekend uh, at Barber, their first proper road course of the year, uh, they delivered a, a spectacular motor race, one of the best. Of course, Joseph Newgarten, he has picked up his first ever IndyCar race win and and a lot of people just saying that this bodes well for the future of the sport when you have an American driver doing well because right at the moment it's interesting on the leaderboard. Juan Pablo Montoya leads from Helio Castro Nevis, that's uh, Colombia, Brazil and Scott Dixon from Queensland-born Brisbane, New Zealander. Brisbane-born Kiwi, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's so diverse, and that's the thing. But for the series to have an impact in the States, it needs to have successful American drivers. And there's been a couple in the series. You know, Marco Andretti's been strong on ovals, but struggles a little bit on the road courses. Uh, Ryan Hunter-Ray's probably been the poster child of the series for the last couple of years. Of course, Indy 500 winner as well. Um, but they really have lacked those, you know, call them American idols in a way, the answers and those the Foyts and those famous names um, that resonate with American race fans. So they need to start from scratch. Fortunately, you know, we've seen Graham Rahal have a, a couple of very, very tough years, but now he's bounced back and had a fantastic performance on the weekend, a second, and Joseph Newgarden won the race, which is outstanding. And, and he's a, a great story. Young guy, he's out of Nashville, Tennessee, went to Europe to follow the Formula One dream, raced in British Formula Ford and... Um, went to GP3, was on pole at a GP3 race and did a good job, but lacked the, the budget to go on, came back, won the Indy Lights Championship and was picked up by Sarah Fisher's team. And uh, they're a real small team that punch above their weight. They merged in the off-season with Ed Carpenter's team. They've now got a very strong two-car outfit, and I think that's that's paying off for Newgarden, and, and he delivered a brilliant drive on the weekend, was just a tackle the way, um, very aggressive passes, but clean, hard motor racing. And he's been in a couple of positions to win races the last two years, uh, the two races last year that he probably should have won, but either pitch strategy or some mistakes got in their way. So this is a fantastic achievement and um, bodes well for the future if 
he can become a, a championship contender. More importantly, if he can be a contender at the Indy 500 in a month's time, then that's going to be even better for the sport. Talking about a very compacted calendar for this IndyCar series, which uh, will, you know, runs now from the end of March to the end of August. Yeah, and that's it's copped a lot of criticism that in the states. I actually don't, I don't mind it, but I can understand why the teams and the drivers get frustrated because they race for six months and then they've got nothing to do for another six months. What Mark Miles, who's the CEO of um, the IndyCar and, and he's there, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, who controls the whole shooting match, what he said is that he's trying to realign the calendar to start earlier. So basically they'll start racing early in the year. They want to have some international races, then start their American swing and run through to Labor Day. So a bit later in, um, in August or early September and get it out of the way before the, um, before the American football season starts. So that makes some sense. Um, don't, don't disagree with it. But at the moment, it's a very, very jam-packed schedule that, that all happens in six months, and they disappear for six months, which isn't great for, for visibility. But what we do get is very, very competitive racing and uh, a great diversity of events, which is what IndyCar's famous for over the years. Go back to the, the kart days in the, the 90s with the Zanardis and some of the famous names then. And it was all about the, the most diverse series in motorsports. Yes, and importantly, they're putting the stepping stones back into IndyCar too. So we have things like the Indy Lights series, the Mazda Pro series, and the US Formula 2000, which, uh, of course, is the one that uh, Jason Bright starred in all those years. What was it, 2000? In the year 2000, it was probably Jason Bright's year. So... Um, they've got the stepping stones, they've got the pathways right, which is something that open-wheel racing across the world is really just starting to get a grips with once again. Yeah, and they've got a a common backer behind it all as well in Mazda, who who backed the whole way through, and if you win USF 2000, you get funding to go and do Pro Mazda. If you win Pro Mazda, you get funding to go and do Indy Lights, and if you win Indy Lights, you get the Indy 500 the next year and a couple of other IndyCar races. So it is a, a legitimate pathway, um, which, and, you know, Europe's, it's just a question of how muddy the waters are because you don't know whether you've got to do F3 or GP3 or Formula Renault 3.5 or GP2 or the new Formula 2 that they're planning at the moment. Um, it just makes it too confusing. So the, the States, they've got it worked out. And Dan Anderson, who's uh, a US businessman who basically owns all four steps on the ladder on the way to IndyCar um, and has reinvigorated Indy Lights this year with a brand-new car, that's proven to be very, very good. So that's important. It's important for IndyCar in, in two ways, Craig. It's important that they develop drivers that come through their own ladder system and, and you can breed that familiarity amongst the drivers and, and build their profile as they go through. But it's important because it's a proving ground for teams as well. It's a great place for a car with motorsport, for example, who are in Indy Lights this year. They've won everything there is to win in Europe. Um, they wanted to move to the States. They've got into Indy Lights and it wouldn't surprise me if you see them on the grid with an IndyCar next year, which would be a great addition to the IndyCar Championship. So it serves two purposes, and, and that's something they have got right over the last couple of years. It's yeah, very, it's, very strong. It's, it's taken a lot of heartache to get to there, but yeah. it seems like it's in place now. IndyCar Series heads to Indianapolis for the month of May, and something they started a couple of years ago now was the Grand Prix of Indianapolis, sort of picking up the pieces from where the Formula One left off, but they, they start a big month of May, at the uh, with the Grand Prix circuit, then they uh, walls back in place and start practice and qualifications for the Indianapolis 500, which this year, of course, is the 99th running. 
Yeah, it is. It's huge. I like the Grand Prix of Indianapolis. It's a great addition to the series. Last year's race was was a ripper. It's a really racy circuit for new cars. Um, and it just builds some momentum at the start of May for that whole month that follows. Of course, it's not so much the month of May anymore. It's more like the fortnight of May of practice and qualifying leading into the 500. But it just it's another addition, strong addition to the series that gets a great crowd and attracts some national interest. The 500 this year is going to be great, and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how our Will Power can do. And there's also rumours that James Davison, who started the race for the first time last year, uh, might be in the number 19 Dale Coyne racing car for that event. So it'd be great to see a couple of Aussies on the grid. And big news out of America last weekend for Davison, who uh, took out the victory in GT3 from memory. Yeah, yeah, it was in the Pirelli World Challenge. Yeah, you're right. Uh, really strong series this year, massive field. Uh, and David got the job done, which is impressive. So, yeah, he's, he's carved himself a nice little career over there in the States, but it'd be nice to see him have another go at the big race. Um, but it'd be good for, for Will Power. Roger Penske said last year, Will Power will only be able to consider himself one of the greats of IndyCar racing when he wins the 500. And that could be said for anyone, but the way that Will demolished the field on street and road courses over the last five or six years, he needs to back that up with the big race. Uh, it's like winning Bathurst in Australia, just bigger. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how Team Penske go. I think they'll be very, very strong. I'm sure before May 24, which is the 99th running of the 500-mile race in Indianapolis, we will be speaking to you again, Richard Crow. Looking forward to it, Craig. Thanks, mate. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.